0: This is the Philadelphia 76ers postgame show. It feeds like a locomotive up Broad Street. Sarge is going to turn, he'll get it off, and he rolls it in! The Sixers postgame show, right now on 97.5 The Fanatic.
1: Tough spot for the 76ers on the second night of a back-to-back on a Sunday night. Tough outcome, a 109-94 loss on the road at Capital One Arena to the Washington Wizards. Brian Seltzer from Sixers.com welcoming you into our post-game coverage. Yeah, there was no doubt about it, there was a palpable heightened sense of importance surrounding this one tonight. The 76ers taking the floor with an opportunity to tie themselves with Washington in the standings. The Wizards began the day as the fourth place team in the Eastern Conference, and of course top four teams in each conference get home court advantage for the playoffs. That's a goal that Joel Embiid has talked about increasingly in recent weeks. Sixers, it was competitive through a quarter. They trailed by just two, 30-28, but then a really important tone setting, 11-2 to two run set by Washington to begin the second quarter, put them in motion. Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter were in the mix of things at that point in the game and also during a 19-5 to five run to end the first half, and that set up the Wizards to really take control of the Sixers. A couple times, midway through the fourth quarter, got the deficit back down to single digits, but then, after it was a 192 game, seven straight points from the Wizards. Gave them control back of the scoreboard, and they would not let it up for the rest of the night. 109 the Sixers' fall in D.C., 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists for Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons with 16 points, 8 boards, and 8 assists. Got to give a lot of credit to Dario Scharch. 13 points on the night battled through not having his shot, was tenacious on the glass, particularly in terms of offensive rebounding. Seven of his eight boards on the offensive end. He gave as much as he could, but much like the rest of his teammates – They fought, they battled not quite enough against a very quality, hot shooting opponent in the Wizards tonight, which went 54.5% from the field, 12 of 25 from outside the arc, while the Sixers were held to just 36% shooting, on 9 of 33 from beyond. Tom McGinnis had the call of this one tonight, 109.90 for the final in favor of the Wizards. Tom, you said it. Second night of a back-to-back against a really good, focused team that had rest yesterday. A tough spot for the Sixers to be in and not a whole lot of margin for error.
0: No, without question. And they made shots. They have shot makers, let's be honest. Beal is one of the great shooters in the NBA. Otto Porter is really And been over the last couple, three years, he got a big contract. As a result, he's been amongst the top three point shooters. He led that category for part of this season. He was terrific tonight. Oubre has really come on, and they move that ball around. They have a a modicum of toughness as well in terms of the way Morris plays with an edge. Uh, Not a big fan, but that's how he plays, and it's certainly adds to their aura and physicality. And Gortat plays a similar way. I thought Gortat played and beat a little differently tonight. I thought he got into him a little bit. Joel still had big numbers, a double-double, but it was by no means easy. And that second quarter was the difference. As Brett Brown said, it was... Set up uh, to be a difficult game for the Sixers. I, mean, I say set up in that the Sixers played last night, and Washington played a back-to-back Thursday and Friday. Say off yesterday, and they were the better team here tonight. They split the season series, and even though the Sixers showed some life, and as you say, with Dario just battling so hard and with so much effort, uh, but Washington won the game. They split the season series, and they're now, you know, 35 and what is it, 35 and 25 for them.
1: Home team winning each of the four matchups in the season-long series. For the Sixers, Tom, one thing to take away from this weekend, and perhaps something for Brett Brown and the coaching staff to mull over going ahead along this road trip and the rest of the way, Rashawn Holmes, to no surprise, given minutes, and he played really well. He gave them a nice spark, and it seemed like when he was paired with Joel Embiid, that did give the Sixers a needed boost. They showed some life in the closing moments, just tough catching up.
0: No doubt about it. I mean, Rashawn played well last night, and tonight you, you went back to him because, you know, they needed some juice. You know, part of a coach's challenge, particularly as you tighten up the rotation, is keeping those backline line players, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th players, active, engaged, Uh, and and getting the go, and I think that's a little bit what you saw last night where Amir got the night off and Rashawn played. It played well. I mean, he only had four points, but, again, he had, I believe, four assists and eight rebounds. Speaking of Holmes, I thought Amir played well tonight. Yeah. So Holmes helped out. Uh, He certainly – there was the one play where they loaded over toward Embiid and Simmons, instead of throwing it to Joel, threw it to Rashawn, and Holmes got an open dunk. So there's definitely going to be some openings there when Embiid is out there but uh, overall, just not enough energy for the Sixers, and it goes two ways. It's not just scoring where they struggle to get baskets, but you need that repetitive second effort uh, oftentimes on defense, and to be able to control the glass. And it just it wasn't there. Washington, as I said, was the better team. They've played well here at home. It's remarkable how well they've played without Wall, and you can only imagine. I think everybody reads into it, you know, like oh, John Wall, they don't need. Well, I don't think that's true at all. I think they're they're going to come back a better basketball team with, when healthy, one of the best guards in basketball and wall, and he can only make their team better. And, you know, he's one of those players, too. He's a finisher, a closer, and that's what you need to win these tight games, and that's what you need to win In the postseason, it's a team in Washington. They've made the playoffs, but they've never gotten out of the second round. They're trying to crack through there. They're amongst these top four teams. They've got a difficult road, no doubt about it. For the Sixers, you want to re-energize, go down to Miami, and try to recoup that energy as you get ready for a big game with Miami on Tuesday and then obviously Thursday with the road game At Cleveland, uh, but a great run by the Sixers, seven wins in a row, five of them, of course, at home, and now back out here on the road with a loss and then two big games, as I said before, coming home for Friday's game with Charlotte.
1: You said and on the heels of this 109-94 defeat, that now becomes the challenge. A young team showing that it could string together, sustained wins over the last three weeks, an opportunity to potentially get it back. But it's going to be interesting. This Miami team has won the Sixers, have beaten twice so far. They're going to play them on Tuesday and then about a week after that. And, of course, I'm sure they're not forgetting that game right before the All-Star break where the Sixers erased the 24-point deficit and route to the win.
0: No doubt about it, and that was you know a key game for the Sixers. They they won for the third time without Joel Embiid, and again I, I hate to be repetitive, but it is important. And again, you know you're battling with these teams now. Miami's right behind the Sixers in the East, and when you play them head to head, and a whole game swings in the balance, win or lose, it's huge. You know I'm saying uh, that's that's the case here again. The Sixers had that opportunity tonight again. Milwaukee loss. The The Detroit Pistons, they're falling further and further out of the playoff picture. And then, uh, you know, the Sixers had a chance. But, you know, that, that's kind of a non-factor when you don't have the energy to compete. It's not like they lost on the last second uh, on a shot here. But, again, the, the point is that Miami game stacks up that way as well. Another, as you say, two more games with Miami in Florida, and it starts Tuesday.
1: Tom, enjoy the trip down there. Talk to you on Tuesday.
0: Good night, Brian. Thanks.
1: 76ers knocked off by the Wizards tonight, 109-94. The seven-game winning streak has come to an end. Sixers... It wasn't for lack of effort tonight. Shots just uh, did not go down, held to 36% from the field. The Wizards, meanwhile, quite the opposite 54.5% from the floor shooting and 12 of 25 from outside the arc. The likes of Kelly Oubre with 19 points, Otto Porter with 23, and Bradley Beale with 24. Collectively, too much for the 76ers down in D.C. tonight. We'll hear some of Tom McGinnis' highlight calls on the other side as our postgame coverage continues here on the Sixers radio network 76ers completing their ninth back-to-back set of the season doing so against an eastern conference rival that sat one game in front of them in the eastern conference standings heading into tonight's key game brian seltzer with you from sixers.com let us go to the tape the highlight tape and the game called by the one and only tom mcginnis within seconds 76ers off to an encouraging start
0: joellen b tips it and ben simmons gets the ball The Sixers with Simmons, Covington, Reddick, Sharich, and Embiid. Here's a lob, bends wide open, he catches it and guides it in.
1: There was great energy from the Sixers at the outset of tonight's game as that highlight demonstrated Sixers jumped out to a 10-6 advantage. But after that, eight straight points from the Wizards that gave them some control. Sixers would charge back into it.
0: Porter in the late and Cove tips it away. Joel with it. Sixers with numbers. Ben handles it. Simmons back to Joel, and it B slams it in, and a foul on Washington.
1: He would hit the free throw one-point game, 16-15 in favor of the Wizards. Very competitive throughout the finish of the first quarter, which ended with the Wizards leading by 230-28, but then first key run of the game for Washington, 11 out of the next 13 points went to them. They went up 41-30. to Sixers in catch-up mode. Dario Scharch helping the cause.
0: Dario steals the rebound, and oh, he missed it. He goes back up and scores it. So Simmons missed both free throws, but Sharge jumped around Jan Mahimi, got the rebound, missed the first putback. And then scores it.
1: Trim the Sixers' deficit to 48 to 42. But from there, the Wizards behind Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter, and Bradley Beal sprinkled in, scoring up a 19 to 5 run to end the first half. And they took a 67 48 lead into the break. Second most totals allowed in the first half this season by the Sixers. Sixers battling uphill throughout most of the third quarter, but some signs of life late in the period.
0: Eight seconds ago, and B with a rebound of B advances at the Simmons. Simmons back to Joel. Three ball by Embiid is up and in. One second to go, and Joel Embiid cuts it to 14, and that'll do it for three.
1: 87-73, the tally going into the fourth. The Sixers were able to build on that, and they kept coming. They got closer and closer and closer, and Dario Scharch, with some timely outside shooting, got the margin back down to single digits.
0: Back out top coming at four to shoot. Bend to Joel? No. Simmons off the drive. He's got to shoot it. Over to Dario. Shot in the air for three. Oh, it's good. Looked like Tony Brown was waving it off, but Sharks has put it in. The Sixers get back to back threes.
1: Both from Sharks, that made it 97 to 89. Morris would score to make it 100 to 89, but Joel Embiid got three the old fashioned way
0: with four turnovers in the game, down low, left power move on Gortat puts it up and in and a foul. Joel and B driving it from the left side.
1: One hundred ninety-two was the score after the f- free throw with just under four minutes left in regulation, but Washington would score the next seven points, and that would prove to be the difference as the Wizards end up taking this one by the final of one hundred nine to one hundred four. Final notes from the final stat sheet. We talked about this with Tom McGinnis. He referenced it throughout the game. Washington really with the hot hand tonight. 54.5% from the field. The 76ers just 36%. Wizards 12 of 25 from outside the arc. The Sixers hit 9 of their 33 Three-point attempts. What kept the Sixers hanging around? They were pretty prolific from the free-throw line where they outscored the Wizards by a dozen. Washington with the upper hand on the glass, plus five. Sixers also converting 19 Washington turnovers into 31 points, one of their better numbers in that category of the season. But still, the Wizards could not be slowed down enough as they went on to take the four-game series finale. Beal had 24 to lead the Wizards, 23 from Otto Porter, and 19 from Kelly Oubre off the bench. From the Sixers' side of things, Joel Embiid, 25 points, 10 rebounds. This is his 23rd 20-10 and 10 game of the season. He's played 47 games in all, so that's pretty amazing uh, that nearly half the games he's played this season, he's had at least 20-10. and 10. Awesome stuff from the All-Star. Ben Simmons, 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists to go with one block shot and a steal. 13 for Dario Saric. Yeah, he was one of several Sixers who uh, was trying to get his shot to go down. 5 of 17 from the field, 2 three-pointers, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, but really thought Dario uh, acquitted himself nicely with his hustle and fight tonight uh, when he was out there for the Sixers. 10 for Marco Bellinelli off the bench, and Rashawn Holmes played... All of his 11 minutes, 40 seconds in the second half, he was paired at times with Joel Embiid by far, had the best plus-minus rating of any sixer, plus-12 in the game, seven points, two of four from the field, two rebounds, but... Uh, bringing most importantly, as he did on Saturday uh, against the Atlanta Magic, some welcomed intangibles. With the loss, the Seventy Sixers' season-long seven-game winning streak ends. They're now thirty-two and twenty-six. The Wizards improved to thirty-five and twenty-five. So the Eastern Conference standings—we're going to do some quick math now—looks as follows: Wizards a half game in front of the Pacers, which did not play today, for fourth place at thirty-five and twenty-five. Then Indiana. Uh, in fifth at 34 and 25 on the season, the 76ers are a half game behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Now the Bucks in sixth place with a record of 33 and 26. The Sixers are 32 and 26, and they are now two games in front of the Miami Heat. The Heat are in eighth. And the Sixers and the Heat, what do you know, face off 7.30 uh, on Tuesday night from American Airlines Arena down on South Beach. We will begin our pregame coverage that night uh, at 7.20 as the 76ers look to win uh, their four-game season series playing game number three against the Heat on the year. Big thanks to Jay Gray and Carl Namoli back here at the studio. Now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score was the Wizards, 109 and the 76ers, 94. Have a great rest of what is left of your Sunday night from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network.